Samoa's women head off to their World Cup in New Zealand shortly. Tough decisions in squad selection. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. We'll hear from the regions and the Premiership as well, but of course we'll start with Wales women, their 32-strong squad for the forthcoming Rugby World Cup in New Zealand. Sue and Lily Crapper's captain and coach Ewan Cunningham explained their thinking. You know, we're pleased with the squad we've settled on and we're looking forward to how we can perform in New Zealand. To be honest, can't wait, just want to get on with it, to be honest. It's been a big build-up, so it's important that what we do next is, is right and we, and we get those steps um, in place before we face Scotland. I feel surreal, to be honest. You know, you never take anything for granted. So we've taken each year and each campaign as it comes. And you know, when Johan asked me, you know, I never assumed that was going to be the case. But huge honour and, and privilege to be able to lead the team out in New Zealand. You know, and that's just, you know, the icing on on the cake for me after a tough few years. But you know, it's still back to work essentially and, and leading the team and to my best ability and. You know, hopefully we can go out there and have success, but you know it's a massive honour and privilege for me, and you barely dreamt of this because it's beyond any expectation. So I feel really privileged to be sat here and, and given this chance. She's a massive part of this group, not only before my time, but what she's done with this group of players and what she's done outside of of the environment, in our environment, also on the field. So yeah, there was no doubt in my mind that she was the one to lead us into this competition. You've got a range of experience in the squad. You've got people who are going to be playing the fourth World Cup. You've got more than half who might be playing in their first World Cup. Are you happy with the balance? Well, you always want more experience, don't you? doesn't matter what squad you're in. And what's important is that the players take this opportunity with both hands, express themselves when we're in New Zealand, and also lean on players that have been there before. I think what's new as well is the structure of this tournament from previous tournaments where just speaking to some players that have been to previous World Cups, they were quite short turnarounds, like four-day games, three-week tournament. This now is a proper six-week tournament with six-day, seven-day turnarounds. It's different to manage your time and understand how to build a performance week. So it's going to be a fantastic opportunity for us and uh, we can't wait. The main thing is that we've put in a lot of hard work over this pre-season block and we've been fortunate enough to have the opportunity to be professional and probably experienced our first proper pre-season and proper build-up to a major competition you know previously we were all working full-time training in the evening so that has been life-changing for us and we've been able to put in a lot of hard work on our conditioning but also our rugby so you know our aim is to go out there put in a performance that first game and keep building on from that really but um, yeah that first game is vitally important for us and that's what we'll be setting our sights on. First I think it's going to be one hell of an event one hell of a tournament Massive attention, which is fantastic. Global event, talent on show, great skill level. I think it's going to be one of the best competitions uh, that's been around. And uh, looking forward to New Zealand. That that's full of rugby. Loves rugby. Great people. Can't wait. It's going to be great. The results going in haven't been great. Does that matter now? No, I, I don't think it does. I know, I know the England game wasn't great regarding points conceded, but. Those are World Cup warm-up games. They are warm-up and we learned a lot about each other and our, our group during the last uh, four or five weeks. So what's important now is Scotland and um, how we can perform on that day and uh, that's what matters. We've spoken a lot about putting into practice all the hard work, but a lot of it as well is we play best when we've got smiles on our faces and we're enjoying it. So you know we want to have a good experience, best experience of our life, but that also means 
we get the best experience of our life by playing well. So, you know, fundamentally, we're going out there to do a job, and that is to play in a Rugby World Cup and put in great rugby performances. So that's always at the forefront of our mind. But you know, we've got to enjoy each other's company as a squad. We're a close group. We've been through a lot, and we're going to New Zealand to perform to our best ability wearing that red jersey. So that's what we'll be doing. It's always be performance conversations, rugby conversations at, at the right times. But we're going to do a nation proud, and that's the main thing that we're going to try and do out in New Zealand. No pressure, sure. Two World Cups for the men in New Zealand, third and fourth uh, semi-finals. Yeah, no pressure, yeah. <laughs> no, look, we'd love to follow it. In our week, as Johan said, we take it game by game. You know, The first game of our pool against Scotland is vitally important, and then... We'll go from there, but when it comes to knockout rugby, you know, anything can happen. We've got to believe as a squad. We haven't had the result against England maybe wasn't what we wanted, but they were warm-up games and we've learned a lot from them and we've reflected and we've dusted ourselves off and we've been training hard again. So we've got to believe that we can achieve something special. It's going to be completely different to a pre-World Cup warm-up game. When you're out there, you're in, in a huge event, you know, it's such a different feel and as you say, the pressure on everyone will be very different. You know, we're away from home as well, but the other side of the world, that's different pressure for each nation as well. So, yeah, it's going to feel very different to those warm-up games for sure. What's it been like being a professional player? It's been life-changing, you know. Um, it's been a whirlwind, whirlwind eight months, and, you know, we're learning, adapting all the time. This professionalism is all new to us as players, but it's been life-changing in the fact that we can train like professionals, we can have three sessions a day, we can get home a reasonable time, recover, eat well, sleep well and come and repeat that the next day. So, you know, the level of detail that we can get in, but also the level of conditioning, you know, some of the stats, the bells ringing in the gym all the time, you know, our nutritional gains has been massive in a short space of time. But also we get to spend a lot of time together as players and with the coaches and management and truly get to know each other spend time together and, and know how each other function, tick and you know be able to try and get the best out of each other. For me personally, and I know the rest of the girls, it has been life-changing. We've got a better life balance. We can throw so much more into our, our days and be better rugby players and, and better people with that because our balance is better. So, you know, it's early days yet. We're only 12 of us are nine months in and everyone else um, has picked up contracts in July and lead up to the World Cup. But it's been a hugely valuable summer and, you know, I've loved the journey. I've loved being around the girls and you know, the coaches and management have really driven the standard and taken things to the next level for us. So it's been a great year and hopefully, you know, we can continue on this path that we've started. I think our kicking game has improved uh, since the Six Nations. We definitely had further kick meters against Canada. I think against England we had a couple of good exits. So we are kicking further. Our variety of kicks are still something to, to work on from an attack point of view. But I think it's definitely an improvement, but it's still something that we've got to strive for to compete with the top four in the world as we move forward, being able to get length in your kick. And and also the other thing is growing kickers in the team. Our 10s can kick, our 9s can kick, but can our 15s kick with confidence? Can our wingers kick? And that's the next level we've got to get to and, and get to those places over time, really. It's an amazing turnaround for Georgia Evans, the second row, after a serious injury earlier in the year. She spoke to Rob Cole. Georgia, World Cup coming up. Yeah. What's that going to be like? Oh, I am lost for words for once. I'm really, really excited. Um, the way that the squad is building and the excitement is building in Camp Lovely. But it's what we've all been working so hard towards and to finally see our name 
Um, all our names on the World Cup squad announcement is is something that you can't really put into words or describe. So, yeah, we're all building nicely. Um, the anticipation is is uh, getting really exciting. Did you fear with the injury that you might not make it? Yeah, 100%. As soon as the injury happened, the first thought that goes to my head is, oh no, it's a World Cup year. So that was the, the main thing about getting back fit, making sure that I was able to get back up to you know, my standard of play and being able to make a difference in this team so that I was on the, on the pitch to, or on the plane to go to New Zealand. So obviously that was always a scare. Yeah. But it's a reason I fought so hard to get back for, and it's all worth it. Well, you fought hard, you got back, you got your hands on some silverware as well. Yes. Do you fancy a bit more down under? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Getting back for the final was something that I never thought was going to happen. You know, it was such a quick turnaround, so it was quite exciting to be able to get back, and the opportunity to get back for that was unreal. So thank you to Alex and all the team that worked so hard to get me back for that. But obviously, there's always bigger and better things to strive for, and rugby is consistently growing, and there's always bigger things. So, of course, when we go down there, we're looking to uh, finish the best and hopefully do ourselves proud. Now, you've only probably played half a dozen games this year. Yeah. Uh, so, do you feel you're playing a little bit of catch-up with the rest of them? Of course, coming back in, it's always tough. The girls had such a great Six Nations that it's quite hard to come back in and, and kind of find your feet again and where do I fit into such a strong squad. I had to make sure that my form was up for myself and to be able to then see where I can make a difference in this pack. So, yeah, it's been hard and it's been tough. It's been a learning curve, obviously, all the adaptations from Six Nations and a lot of the girls going professional. But by having this six months and having the contract that I've been gratefully given, I've had time and the ability to work with those around me and make sure that you know, I'm up to up to speed of everything and getting there slowly. I'm sure you will be, but it is quite a big pack these days, isn't it? And it's uh, it's becoming a bit commanding, and being able to take confidently take on Scotland in that first game with a, you know, a very strong pack is going to be key critical. Yeah, hundred percent. I think Scotland's the one that we're all focusing on at the moment. We're under no illusion that we've got three games to play to get to the quarters, so we're all really excited for all of them. But I think Scotland, being our close foes you know we've just played from six nations so we know what to expect but again they've just gone professional so they've got a few key players in there that we've got to look out for and it's just all about our performance now and i'm sure if we get the key details right then i think we'll be fine so when you head to new zealand how many and what colour bows will you be putting in? <laughs> so we've only had a small allowance for our suitcases. So my, I have a little bow suitcase and it won't fit in my suitcase. So I've had to limit the number. But I've got a variety of colours and yes. I've got about 20. So. Great, good, good. Well, it'll be interesting. I'm sure the fans yeah. will take to it just as they have done at Saracens or whatever. Yeah. Can't miss me. Slightly changing. Can you remember your debut for Saracens? Yes, it was against Worcester Warriors in 2020. And it would have been 2020, wouldn't it? And where it? had you transferred from? Ponteclean. Ponteclean Falcon. That's a huge step up. Yeah, massive. Yeah. <laughs> How did you feel on that day? Oh, I, th I was probably the most nervous I've ever been, probably even before my, my international debut, because going to the champions was a daunting task as it was. Then to be starting at number six was pretty spectacular when you look at the back row that they've got there. So it was like all the emotions in one. It was, pro it was probably bigger than my first cap because I was playing, at the time, Premiership Champions and yeah. I felt like I had such a job to do and the girls around me to keep up with yeah. that, um, yeah, it was pretty, pretty nerve-wracking. They'd obviously seen something in you uh, because they only cherry-picked. <laughs> uh, was it a question of maybe 
proving you were up to it? Yeah, 100%. And I think Alex had, had said that he'd seen glimmers in me and, and stuff to develop. I kind of wanted to prove to him that, yes, there's lots to develop. Rugby's always growing and I've got, I've got so much more to give every single day. But I wanted to prove to him that his investment in me was worth it and that all the work that we'd put in in that pre-season was all going to come to fruition. And I'm can play second row, can play back row, but I really wanted to stamp my name on mm. that shirt and show that even against those English girls who have won all the World Cups that they have and everything, that I was still able to compete with the best. Yeah, and did you win? We did. Yeah, we did, did you score? I, did, I was so close. There was a picture of me <laughs> metres away from the try land. That, that was fish so was close. how big? Yeah. I, <laughs> I was so close, but no, I didn't manage no, to get no, across. Great, great win anyway. And they've contracted you ever yeah. since. That should give you great confidence. Yeah, 100%. And the backing that Alex and Chippy and everyone has shown me at Saracens has really pushed me. And like I alluded to before, the work that they did to get mm. me back on the field for the final and the fact that they played me in that final Indeed. was a complete honour. And it really like made me feel very valued. It yes. made me feel so valued, the faith that they had in me then. Yeah. And even now, like Alex texted me like days before the selection was made. And he's like, I have no doubt. And all his words, his work, the effort that they put in behind the scenes with me has just been second yeah. to none. And I appreciate everything they've done for me. And I truly believe that Saris have brought me to the World yeah. Cup. So, yeah. yeah, it's pretty special. Hooker Karis Phillips is also delighted to be going. Dad Rowland went with Wales to New Zealand in 1988, of course. We'll hear from him later in his role as Merthyr coach. But first, Karis explained how she heard the news she's in the squad for New Zealand. I got an email last Friday saying I've been selected for World Cup, so yeah, I'm really chuffed, family's really chuffed, so yeah, looking forward to going on. Are you going to maybe disregard external pressures on this squad? Because, you know, people will look at the headlines, oh, you know, they've, they've, they've had contracts this year, they've been all of them pro since the summer. Are you going to just maybe try and ignore that? It sounds cliche, I need to go there and do a job. So you've got Scotland up first and all eyes at the moment on Scotland and that's a, that's a game that we're targeting to, to perform and to win so people are going to talk anyway so but you know as long as we concentrate on what we've got in front of us then I think we'll be alright. Did you ever allow yourself to think about actually going to your third world cup? Yeah I only thought about it the other day I was like oh I, this is my third world cup I went to the first one when I was 20 in France you know obviously to still be here now and, and performing at, at probably at the moment probably at, at some of my best rugby years and then going to my third world cup is yeah is quite proud of that um, yeah, achievement. There was a time when we didn't think you'd make this for whatever reason praise to you though you worked really hard to stay in everyone's mind and whether you were in the team or not you were still the best hooker around I mean that must have been a tough time to go through yeah I was uh, yeah I was like obviously extremely tough to to see squad announcement any names on in it but I had been open about going to Worcester and and then making me a better person than I am today and a better player definitely and Joey Apps obviously really helped me with that and I really enjoyed my rugby there. I think that also helped with my performances on the field and I had that never give up mentality. I know that when we went, obviously me and Shona went to training once, she's like, do you think you're going to make the next World Cup? And I said, yeah. So yeah. here we are now. So yeah, yeah, just obviously never give up on your dream and yeah. never stop working hard. Because being an outstanding Welsh captain as well as you know a standout player and then just to be playing club rugby must have been very hard. Yeah, it was it was hard, um, but it was tougher as a person, and it's definitely helped me with my resilience, and it's made me deal with you know setbacks differently and see things differently. So 
obviously it was a, like I said it was a tough time but the players and the people I met like in Worcester and the coaches I've had definitely have, have brought out this other side of me that I loved playing rugby again mm. so I'm really grateful for time. No pressure your dad you're going to New Zealand as well so yeah. what's he saying to you? Oh, he's, he's obviously over the moon um, you know back in the autumns when I, when I said I'm, I'm coming back in he was he was chuffed um, obviously like you know any dad but yeah he's really really proud so, yeah I'm yeah. sure he is yeah he's just become a granddad actually oh, right. so yeah I came in on, on Friday obviously the 16th was a good day for us in yeah. the Phillips household so Correct. I think he's gonna be quite busy you go into this World Cup probably with a bit more expectation than maybe some of the previous ones yeah but that first game is just everything, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And it, regardless what the group is, the first game is everything. Yeah. Whoever we're playing against, obviously, we, we get to play Scotland far more than, than the other teams. So, you know, we know each other quite well. But we have to believe in that we are good enough to win. So um, it's that belief that we need to instill in ourselves going into every game and, mm. and knowing that we can come out on top. Must be great having a coach who's a forwards based coach and loves driving lineouts and hookers jumping in the pocket at the back having an easy ride. I mean, yeah. uh, have you got a try tally in, in mind, perhaps? Uh, no, I said on this in the in the autumn. He was like, "How many is that?" I was like, three. I'm on a try bonus, but uh, no, I'll obviously you know set piece is huge for us. And, mm. uh, I think as we've seen Wednesday, like we need a set piece to to get going. So. Definitely working on that, and, and I think you know we'll be strong coming come yeah. up. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. So, well, we'll keep it in the family and hear from Dad Rowland speaking after his side lost to Cardiff in the Premiership Cup at the Arms Park. You can't hide away from the fact we're just well beaten, um, well beaten in probably most, if not all, areas of the game, you know, and uh, we get that. Uh, we just know where, where we need to improve in a, in a lot of areas. They are league champions. They are they had a pretty decent win the, uh, last week in the, in the league or the week before. So, yeah, you know, they, they are, they're a strong team. You know, they've got, um, they've got an excellent squad. So, yeah, I mean, you don't see it coming because you prep to be able to deal with situations, but they certainly have the ability and capability to do that to teams. This is one heavy defeat right at the start of the season. You know, we're not going to use this as a benchmark to where we are. We know we're better now, we just didn't perform. Uh, league next week, we got Xandavri uh, up with us. So, you know, another team that's, you know, is always up there, thereabouts in the league. So, you know, it's going to be another challenge, but we'll, we'll go back now, take a quick look at this and build uh, going forward. Where do you feel you stand after a result like today? We expect Cardiff to be up at the top, as you say, but what about Merthyr? We expect you to be up at the top as well. I don't know what barometers would be to expect that you know I think you know a lot of experienced players you've got a lot of players who've played in Merthyr teams of the past who have been successful but uh, we need to be competitive but also we know there's a lot of rebuilding to do and that's that's where we are you know where where that takes in the league I wouldn't be able to um, say no but when they say the league we've played 1-1-1 one, one, one. so you know this is the cup competition obviously we've put ourselves in a tough tough situation with this but we're you know, we're still one from one in the league and we, we're now going to send our reader to look to build off that and that should give us a better indication of where we are and where we could end up. A pretty satisfying afternoon for Cardiff captain Tom Haberfield. We had some good shape and some good skills today. Nice dry weather has shown we can play some nice rugby. Two tries from yourself, take us through them then. 
I'm, I'm the lucky one just to run in at the end, aren't I? The boys do the hard work and a little cheating support line for myself, you know, just to finish off. So I, I'm just so glad to be out here and playing again. There's been a bit of a change in the guard in the last couple of years, hasn't there? Did this underline that today? Yeah, I, I, I just think when we get out on the field, boys put in a good performance. It's, it's been a strange few years with games being called off and things like that, but, you know, everyone's excited to be back out here now and just, you know, get a consistent few weeks now of games. Nice to have a big crowd for it as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's a nice, uh, I bet there's some people here who's going to watch the Blues Munster game. You know, it's been great for us to have a bit of a double header. We get a few more fans here and hope, you know, that does lift the boys as well. So, you know, it's, like I said, it's been a great day, great weather, great win. We can't ask for more. It's always speculation around the Premiership and what it should be doing and shouldn't be doing. Given your experience, where do you pitch the standard at the moment? To be fair, I think, as you can see, there's some great rugby out here. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting season. I, I don't know how it's really going to pan out, but... I can't really fault the standard and the effort from the boys. So, like I said, the boys work hard. It makes my life easier as a scrum half. So it's just a pleasure for me to be out here and playing. On to regional rugby now. And the Scarlets and the Ospreys played out a thrilling draw last weekend. Here's Scarlet centre Johnny Williams. Yeah, first and foremost, it's just really good to be back out there, back at Park Scarlets in front of the home crowd, back playing rugby. Obviously, it's been a long time since I last played. I went to South Africa with Wales, but didn't manage to pick up a game. So... My last game um, was against the Stormers here, last game of the season. So really good to be back on the pitch, mate, to be honest. Obviously frustrating about the result with the draw. is a bit of a weird one, but yeah, rugby's back, so that's good. You touched upon it. It's been a while since you, you played. The summer, frustrating, I'm sure, that you toured but didn't see any action ultimately. Yeah, it's a tough one because it's amazing to be picked and really privileged to go on tour. Of course it is, but at the end of the day, you want to play rugby, don't you? You want to play, you want to play for Wales. So, yeah, it's frustrating I didn't get any in the end. But, you know, my opportunity will come and I've just got to take it with two hands when I do get the shot, really. Yeah, absolutely. Have you been given um, specific things to work on early on the season uh, now before selection comes around again for Wales? Not so much, um, really. I mean, yeah, a couple of bits and bobs. But, yeah, I'll... Uh, keep that to myself I don't want opposition knowing so <laughs> yeah that's, that's fair enough opposition uh, this weekend Ulster yeah how do you contain them because they're always kind of free-flowing aren't they yeah good question obviously their physicality they've got some good players around the park we need to stop their momentum obviously bring it ourselves show how we can attack the Scots way and I'm sure we'll be all right and we'll hopefully be back to winning ways on, on Saturday we need results early, of course, everyone does. But the fact that we've got so many home fixtures, we need to take advantage of that. And there's no um, hiding away from that. So, yeah, we just need to take advantage of the home fixtures we do have. And that'll put us in good stead down the line, of course, it will. How did you feel like you finished last season going into the tour in South Africa? I was pretty confident. I thought I was playing well towards the back end of, of the year. So, yeah, no, I was, I was happy with where my rugby was at going into the tour into South Africa. Obviously, like I said earlier, I didn't end up getting a shot, but my time will come around and hit the ground running, of course. But it's all about winning on the weekend, no matter of the team performance or individual performances. So, yeah, it's all about picking up the W in points, ultimately. You went to South Africa, didn't play. Jonathan Davis was told to have a summer of pre-season. So both of you have got points to prove. Does that help in a way that you've, you've both got a bit of an axe to grind? Yeah, I guess so. There's a count at the end of the season being the World Cup for everyone. That's on the back of everyone's minds. But it's one of those one of those cliches where you want to play well regardless. Isn't it? So 
But yeah, of course, we both have disappointments that we want to right some wrongs and stuff. But yeah, I mean, we want to play well for the Scarlets first and foremost. I feel like we underperformed last year, missed out on Champions Cup. We want to write that, be back in there for, for next year at least, be in playoffs, Challenge Cup. We want to be highly competitive and, and go after that as well. So first of all, it's domestic and then international. So yeah, Fox would say the same as well. So that's it for this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Much more to look forward to next week, of course. Until then, goodbye.